And welcome everybody. This is the Bristol City Vixen cast. This is a podcast all about Bristol City women. We are not just in the championship. We win the championship. Uh, we're recording today because we uh, yesterday witnessed Bristol City women win 4-0 at Ashton Gate, which led to their promotion, which is absolutely fantastic. I'm Nat Brown. And my name is DM Withers. Hello. Hello. Um, so yeah, DM, we're going to record today because we are very, very, very excited about what we saw yesterday and we wanted to celebrate and we wanted to have a little think about the season that has just been and possibly about the season to come. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, it bears um, emphasising this podcast has been a bit elliptical. We haven't been as regular as we'd have liked to have been this season. So, um, you know, apologies to our regular listeners. If indeed we have regular listeners, we hope you enjoyed this this special edition. Of course, we couldn't let the occasion and the event of Bristol City getting promoted back to the WSL and winning the Barclays Women's Championship without recording a podcast because it really has been a brilliant season a very interesting season I think a very um, some the players talk about it as being a bit of an up and down season it's it's definitely had its moments yeah they talk about it having its challenges um, it's but it's been a fantastic season to watch Bristol City women and yeah let's uh, let's dissect it further Let's get into the groove. So, first of all, I'm going to talk about, well, we are going to talk about, mm-hmm. um, we're together yesterday. Right. How was it for you, Nat? Um, it was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. It began quite early on for us, didn't it? We attached the drum to the back of the bike and then we cycled over to Ashton Gate, um, where uh, caused quite a lot of uproar just cycling through crowds of people. You brought a drum, you brought a drum. Yes, of yeah. course. You, you know, you um, like to play that drum. Yes, and it, it, it's worth saying that it's not. It wasn't the drums that are getting. You a weren't lot of, in the samba band. No, it wasn't. That was doing the Gloria Estefan. Oh, um, that was so good. That was amazing. Uh, just, I really, really loved that. Just um, reminded me how much I love Gloria Estefan. Gloria Estefan. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, childhood favorite. Actually, it's quite an unusual one, I think. But uh, yeah, absolutely loved uh, "Do the Conga." Uh, and we've been, I've been singing it basically for the last 24 hours. It's been fantastic. Um, but we got ourselves into the ground. Not Natasha Beddingfield. Not Natasha Beddingfield. I don't quite get it. No, I don't old. understand why everyone's not singing Gloria Estefan. But, you know. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe we could get work it in there. Um, uh, but no, it was wonderful to have the samba band playing uh, outside Ashton Gate and in the stadium as well. That was really brilliant. As well as your magnificent drumming DM. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. You're um, uh, so how was it for me? Well, the game itself, wonderful. Uh, I felt we were going to do it the whole time. As soon as we started playing, I felt like we were going to do it. Didn't score early on like I kind of wanted to. But um, when did the goals happen? Remind me. Ah, oh, yes. The, the magic goal. So a, a Grace Clinton steal on the 25th minute where she just snuck in, nabbed the ball off the Charlton defender and slotted it home in the bottom right-hand corner. Very... Um, in a very deft, skillful way, nice finish. And then just after, well, at the start of the second half, an Abby Harrison corner goal. Um, it did kind of look like somebody had headed in, but you know, everyone says it was a, it was straight in from a corner from, yeah. from Abby Harrison. And that's of course what you, what you need in a match like that is if you're, if you go in one nil up, you need to score in straight the, away, straight away, yeah. settle the nerves. You know, we're going to do this. And then a bit later on, another. Um, wonderful corner I think a delivery from Amy Palmer who had come on um, a few minutes before um, lovely header from Brooke Aspin just just absolutely just belting it was a rocket it, wasn't it just belting it, was it huge in. yeah absolutely brilliant 
Um, and a final, capping it all off, a wonderful finish from the absolutely outstanding um, Fionn Morgan. Just, she has so got that in her locker, hasn't she? She scores worldies. Like that um, goal she scored at Southampton where she just kind of went bing and uh, just kicked in ridiculously. I'm sure she scored some other goals that were just stupid as well. Just like she just knows knows where the goal is and she's so quick. Oh. Uh, people can't really catch up with her. So I think that's another reason why she has to score worldies because she can't really cross it because nobody's there. So no. she just has to kind of score I- worldies. She has to. There's no other option. Well, uh, she did score the, that amazing cross, which is probably my favourite cross of the season and possibly one of my favourite goals of the season against Lewis when she just knocked it down to the byline and then put that ridiculous cross in. That kind somehow. of chip and chase where she kicked it on and everyone was like, oh, it's gone out then. But she caught it and crossed it in. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That Was was that Emily Syme? Emily Syme at Boop. the... Another at moment. The, at the back post. Yeah. And yeah, really great. And just, yeah, I love Fionn Morgan. I just think she is just one of my favorite players i just she runs so fast as you say and she's just really exciting she's an entertainer she's brilliant she's just great i just yeah there's there's not much 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 not much else you can say about her apart no from just she's absolutely wonderful she's amazing rapid. and kind of want to see her playing more for wales yeah she's yeah, not, so exciting i know not just that like come on in the 88th minute or whatever 78th minute yeah just like want to see her get the opportunity to charge around a bit more but Absolutely. Yeah, that's we d- not we really our problem, is no, it? No, no. We're talking Bristol City. and um, But yeah, Fionn Morgan, great finish. Um, absolutely smashed it. So 4-0, really emphatic, really convincing. 100% des- deserved it. I mean, I was I was absolutely confident that we were going to do it. I, I really felt that it was asked for the taking. I, I'd had no doubts in my mind at all about the fact that we were going to win the game and we were going to win it convincingly because we were playing against a team that was a bit more transitional that wasn't kind of low blocky and negative and defensive I think we excel at this level against those more creative teams yeah I I agree I just did have that kind of I was more like 99% certain that we were going to do it as opposed to 100% just because we had to just go through it and do it Mm. Um, and you know as of late we we have had a couple of wobbles which is understandable. And I just thought, oh, just don't let this be one of the wobbles. I didn't really think it would be, but I I couldn't kind of fully convince myself that it was going to be, that we were going to win it. But then actually, as soon as the Grace Clinton goal went in, it was just, we were so in control. As soon as we got a goal, I just thought, that's it. We're, We're absolutely fine. We didn't really make any mistakes it was really comfortable looking without being too creative in the first half hour. And I think once once the second half began, I felt like it was a lot more fun. It was a lot more free. And they just kind of started looking like they were having a really good time. There were some really lovely bits of football and just, yeah, everybody just looked like they were having a really great time. So, yeah, it was it was wonderful. And it was a great party, wasn't it? It was Ashton lovely. Gate was really beautiful to be at yesterday. It was lovely. It was really. It was the atmosphere was fantastic. We've mentioned the drums. We were sitting in the Dolman Stand, which is a bit different to the other games when we've been sat in the Lansdowne Stand. And I have to say, strong preference for the the Dolman Stand. Enjoyed sitting higher up. I, you know, generally actually prefer watching football from a higher vantage point. So it was nice to be able to have that opportunity to to look at the the game on the halfway line and looking down and seeing the the kind of the shapes and the formations in a bit more detail and a slightly different perspective and I thought it was it just felt different and even the the kind of the the sense of entering into the stadium 
around the the front or what felt like the front rather than the shady side um it just felt a bit more warmer just felt a bit more welcoming yeah and um yeah. but i was a, a bit disappointed to be honest when the season tickets were announced and it was Lansdowne stand again yeah i'm a bit confused as to why really i don't know why we were in the dolman the other day i don't know why we're usually in the Lansdowne. my amazing idea logistically challenging as though it may be is that we should just have the lower seats of the whole stadium taken you know to make it like a lower capacity stadium you know that's my great idea but nobody 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 really cares what i think in terms of seating arrangements no even though i do seating plans as part of my job yes very detailed ones for about 30 people 30 small 30 small people with some of whom with fairly complex needs so i know where to sit for maximum enjoyment so nobody, if anyone does want to consult me, by the way, I will gladly talk <laughs> you through the what's, where's, why's and how's, um, and then you can make it happen. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll update you if they do get in touch. That would be but, lovely, um, but, yeah. but let's not hold our breath. No, it was interesting. It was interesting to be in that stand anyway, the, the Dolman stand. didn't actually did prefer it. It's a bit of a change as well. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really nice. It was, it was, it was a great... noisy as well, wasn't it? It was noisy. It was... Everybody even got a bit bit of a song going for yeah. quite a few people. There was lots of different people saying, come on, you Reds. As people, people felt quite free. People clapping and joining in and... Yeah, it just, it felt like a lovely, lovely day. And I think what was also really brilliant about it, and, and I'm sure from the club's perspective as well, very positive, is there was just over 7,000 people there, 7,045. And maybe the 45 were the Charlton fans, the friends and family. There's <laughs> um, basically nearly 7,000 people there watching Bristol City. I don't know what percentage of that is from the existing kind of male uh, men's football fan base or if it was first timers um or even part-time um arsenal fans um <laughs> who i met i met one of those on the way out so um might be meeting some more of them next season um at ashton gate stadium when we watch the games but personally i'm really delighted that the club have made the announcement that we will be playing at ashton gate next season as much as i will miss the rhpc i've loved watching football at the rhpc this season it's been really fun we've i think created a very intimidating and exciting atmosphere um, when we've, you know, been watching the games there on yeah, the whole. It's, and it's a great place. It's a great place to watch the football. It's a beautiful pitch. I love the stand. Like, it's just a lovely place. I love how we've come together as a group of supporters who enjoy uh, watching the game all together and just making a noise and singing our silly songs. And I really like how people come and like sit with us who, even if we don't like know each other, we kind of, there's a load of people now that I just kind of know you know, every time you see them you're saying hello and having a chat and they've kind of migrated towards us slowly and we've kind of made a little bit of a made a bit of a thing. And I think it's it's the same for both ends. I think people like where they sit and they have their they have their shout, don't they? Um but yeah, HPC has been a really great place to watch football. But yesterday was the first time at Ashton Gate that you felt like, Oh, this is this is also a really nice place to go and watch football with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to, to making, you know, making it more of a home next season and having that opportunity to play there week in, week out. You do have a regular place. We've got season tickets. We've um, acquired a seat um, in a particular area. We'll go there every week with people who we sometimes, most of the time, stand with at the RHPC. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to create that kind of experience um, and more and, and grow it. 
at Ashton Gate and hopefully they'll get the Samba band back. Um, hopefully they'll get some female rock bands and maybe some, <laughs> you know, a hip hop artist or maybe even a female DJ. Um, that was kind of, I know I'm being critical, but like I do, I don't understand the male rock band thing at a women's football event. Of course, there can be male allies in, in the women's game and there can be male allies in all kinds of struggle. There can be allies in all kinds of struggle. But I think there's a real opportunity there for really showcasing and doing something really transformative. I think that's what women's football does at its very best. That's why it's subversive. That's why it's powerful, is that it shows the the power of women um, doing things that they, they historically haven't been allowed to do you know, with their bodies and also um, collectively. So let's get some female rock bands. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, why not, DM? Again, or another even, fantastic suggestion. Or a Glo- Gloria Estefan tribute or band. Or a Gloria Estefan or tribute band. Or even Natasha Bedingfield. Or if we're going to, you know, if it's going to be men, um, drag? Drag, exactly. Let's have, come on, let's just, basically we're just, like we've got our own agenda here, haven't we, DM? What's that? That we just want it to be more you know queer <laughs> no i just don't want to i just don't want like no it's just like it's just the rock band isn't it? it's just the male rock, you know anyway. they nearly, nearly got it right they nearly um, it was so the close band, the samba band was fantastic and you know it's there's something particularly kind of retrograde again about male rock bands called all killer no filler um <laughs> just just there is sorry they i did i did quite enjoy the music they played um on some level but it's just thinking about atmosphere and hopefully they'll they'll do that um and and consider it you know try it you might like it is is yes. it's kind of yeah yeah, is, yeah absolutely is thought. yeah um, and so so yeah so <laughs> in general the ambiance was, was excellent was fantastic well done obviously on the pitch absolutely delivered everybody was just beaming it was a really it was joyful wasn't it it was a really really joyful brilliant occasion and yeah, it was it was great to see the journey of the whole season and to see them all see them all there. And I think you you could see in the celebrations as well that this the extent to which Lauren Smith over the past two years has built a team, um, a squad, not just a squad but a team. There was a real everybody who was on that pitch had made a contribution at some point in the season that has kind of been decisive. And obviously, there's been players in there that have been. You know, absolutely pivotal, like Fran Bentley, for example, mm-hmm. winning us, you know, several games, um, winning us um, points that we should have dropped. Um, but there's everybody there had put a shift in at some point or other. And it was it was really it's incredible, really, when you consider where we were when we got dumped out of the WSL with two players yeah absolutely like yeah two years ago two contracted players and like maybe a few kind of academy people like Lazelle was in that kind of squad wasn't she of but course. she's not even you know she was how old at the time you know she would have been like 17 or something when, yeah, when Bristol got relegated yeah. it's not like it's not her responsibility is it to like bring us back up <laughs> but turned no, out she was doing a she's <laughs> turned out that she's an integral part of the team oh, that, yeah. that brings us back up so yeah been it's, a, it's an amazing thing and really like the best thing that could have happened to bristol at that time was getting relegated we needed to go out of the wsl it was miserable it was horrible and we needed to get in uh, a new coach who brought in 
you know, the vast majority of their own players, you know, the people that stayed around, Abby Harrison said uh, in one of her interviews that she promised that she would be at Bristol City until they were back in the WSL. And fair dues, two-year turnaround. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. So the people that stayed are absolutely incredible. I have so much respect for those people that stayed. And then the people that have come in, they've done incredibly well over the two years. The two-year people are just absolutely love. They're, you know, the people that came in at the start of that relic, like after the relegation, they've been really, really amazing. Um, and and yeah, the new, the new, right up until kind of January, those new players, they've all come in and made such a big contribution. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing. Lauren Smith. Oh yeah. Wow. No, I mean, really amazing. And That's just incredible. always so impressive and, you know, so calm and so articulate when she talks about, the team and everything that she's doing and and often you just she just kind of tells the truth and speaks the truth um, in interviews she's honest and I think yeah she's so impressive she's a really a really impressive person so congratulations to Lauren but also congratulations to all of the coaching staff because it is a team and I think when you look at Bristol City now compared to you know again two years ago it is a totally different beast We've got so you've got a squad, a squad of players who, a team of players who is which is a squad that loves playing here, mm-hmm. genuinely and seem to really love each other, and love playing with each other. But we've also got a huge support staff as well, both on and off the pitch. A really really good team. I mean Dan Smith, the goalkeeping coach, he's amazing. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. big shout out to him. The the work that he's been doing with all the goalkeepers and you know the improvement. And just the, the, the growth of, of Fran Bentley. And just, I, I think what's so impressive and just fascinating about Fran Bentley as a goalkeeper is is that she's a kind of different type of goalkeeper, isn't she? She just, she uses her feet and she just reads the game so well. You could see it yesterday when she was coming out, how quick she's like, she's actually really quick. Yeah. And she just comes off her line so quickly. She reads it. She's like really thinking. I'm sure goalkeepers are thinking all the time, but... She's just amazing and, you know, turning into a great shot stopper as well and has obviously developed a fantastic relationship with Naomi Lazel and Vicky Bruce, who has been just outstanding this season as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a bit of a don't know, I don't really know where we started with that, <laughs> oh, but we ended up with, you know, yeah. Vicky Bruce. Vicky Bruce. Good place so, to end up, isn't it? Um, yeah, so we did have a bit of a kind of... We do have a structure. We do have a structure-ish. Um, but maybe that's a good point to come on to our players of the season. So okay. if you'll indulge ourselves, dear listener, mm. um, who, if you were to have a one, two, three, um, using the the structure of the Bristol City Sports Club and Trust Supporter Awards, okay. a player of the season. Yeah. So, and it can be a young player if you want them to be. Um, who who would be your your one, two, three players of the season? So I need to give you my three. Well, you can just give me one if you don't want one, oh, two, three. Okay. All right. So I just got to be really clear about my criteria. Mm-hmm. You have to have been here for the season. Okay. So I'm sorry to people who've not been here all season, but you're immediately discounted because you've only been here half a season. That's one of my red Fair lines. Enough. Fair okay. enough. Fair enough. Okay. Unless perhaps I would maybe reconsider it if you came in and everything changed when you did. I would I would allow that to happen. Okay. But just just so everybody knows. That's one of my um, one of my criteria. Um, so 
that does narrow it down a little bit because it's got to be people who've played a lot so you can't have been injured Brooke has been sorry can't can't be involved been out too long uh so who's played and been amazing all season well fran bentley she's played nearly every league game she played every league game i think yeah every, every minute league. of every league game 50 yeah. percent of the games clean sheet outstanding unbelievable yeah. really really amazing and then in the other games like only conceded oh no no it was 11 clean sheets across the whole season Mm-hmm. That's what it is, isn't it? So it's 11 clean sheets across the whole season. I'm not sure if that's in the league or in everything. I think it might just be think, in the league. Yeah, I think I think so. That might there's even more Liv clean Clark. sheets. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. And then like 10 goals conceded elsewhere. That's it's absurd. It's ridiculous. So her, I think she's got to be my number one. Actually, that's just like yeah. I'm 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 a goalkeeper as well. My old my old job was goalkeeping. So that's just that's an unbelievable thing to do. Also she's kind of done it kind of quietly. She just gets on with it. She's she's improving all the time. She just looks better and better every time she plays. I'm more convinced by her every time I see her play. I remember this like I remember watching last season at maybe Blackburn we went away to Blackburn mm. and thinking like, oh gosh, like we're going to concede in a minute because they're just throwing loads of crosses in and Fran doesn't really look like she's coping very well with it. I can't really think of a time this whole season where a cross has looked like beyond her. Mm. It's just like how in a season you go from looking a little bit wobbly in certain areas to looking 100% convincing. And if there's an error, that's just a total, it's a, you know, a freak accident if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember really anything she's done wrong all season. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen. And it's not like she doesn't put herself at risk. She plays with her feet a lot. She comes out a lot. She kind of, she reads the game, like you said. Like she does things that you kind of like, actually, if, she, if that went wrong, that'd be goals. Mm. She just, yeah. So she's got to be my number one. And you you imagine one. maybe it's it's almost a case of coming and having a contract and somebody saying I believe in you I'm going to give you a full-time contract you're my number one sometimes that's all people need is just people to believe in them like wholeheartedly and unconditionally like Mary Earps yes and Serena so maybe Lauren Lauren Smith was Fran Bentley's Serena Beekman or something yeah something like that um and then I've got to move around the pitch now to find other people that have kind of done done what I'm thinking Lazelle yeah Lazelle's played a lot of the season. Vicky Bruce has played a lot of the season. They've been just quietly incredible. Like Vicky Bruce, the athlete. Um, she's just, yeah, she's really physical. She's really athletic. She's got that kind of, maybe I'm stereotyping her because she's North American, but she seems to have this kind of spirit mm. and like she kind of, yeah, she's, you know, she, she, get, she gets, she's North American. She's North so. American, but she's like, <laughs> she's like, she's older. She's more mature. She kind of gets, mm. you know, she didn't get flustered by anything. No. She's kind of like, like we, we will win it. You know, she's got that kind of attitude. We will win it. We'll win this and we'll win this. And if there's a mistake, we'll sort that. And, you know, she's just really kind of incredibly positive um, how she plays and how she kind of looks on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And Lazelle's just like so cool. Mm. Unbelievably cool. Just kind of, t- again, totally unflustered. Really just, yeah. I don't know how she does it because I'd be in a constant state of panic if I was a defender. And she just doesn't look like she's bothered by anything so yeah um and those and long legs and those long just legs like, just whoop, how they, they give just, me the ball whoop. yeah exactly it's that noise isn't it there she just sticks a leg out and it's like taken yeah and the, and, and she stepped yeah. up to the plate let's face it with Brooke Aspin 
being out for so much of the season, we probably thought this was going to be the season when Brooke really... Dominated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Brooke's out. So and what happens? Lazelle just steps in and it's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No problem. So it's just like, yeah, that kind of, again, that opportunity and she just took it. Yeah. Like we didn't have to bring anyone in for Lazelle. No. Because like, that, that could have also been a thing, couldn't it? Bring someone in. But no, we brought people in to play centre half and Lazelle still plays. And for so long, right. it felt like she was kind of like playing in the bottom of of a like a one two one two, you know, a one two three. Like she was really like the last line of defence before mm. Fran. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She's like in the middle of a three. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just yeah. yeah, yeah. She's been so good. I mean, for me, young player of the season. I I couldn't give her the the player of the season, but yeah, definitely just so good. And you know, we we first saw Lazelle in the WSL when she was 16 and just her standing on the pitch that's the that's the stance of somebody who belongs on the football pitch and feels comfortable and we knew it just when she was 16 she's she's been brilliant she really has been fantastic yeah she's been absolutely wonderful and other people kind of oh they're just it's just so many like abby harrison just is abby harrison even if she doesn't look like she's at her sparkling best she's just got something about her She's Which a special football player, she's, isn't she? She's one of our kind of yeah talismans. She's, she's gonna be Talis like women. she's talis women. She's gonna she's gonna go down in Bristol City history, isn't she? Oh, I, 100%. I think so. Like and just, absolute legend. She's like when we think back about kind of really special players over the years: Corin Yorston, Jess Fishlock, Ebony Salmon, Abby Harrison. Yeah. I think she's in she's in the gang. Well, I put yeah. her, I put her on a parallel with with Corin Yorston. Yeah. I mean, you know, just attitude. as just as attitude, just leadership, just as of somebody who can inspire audiences and inspire her teammates and do things that people, you know, the average player can't do. And I think so for me she's yeah, Corin Yorston and, and her are like like absolute legends just because they have that like spirit and inspiration and just, you know, make a statue kind of thing absolutely that's what i want to see statue of abby harrison dancing and singing you know yeah let's put it up at at ashton gate let's do it let's get it now make a mannequin i will make a mannequin i'll sort it out maybe just to kind of maybe i'll make a small one to begin with well that's what that's what it is usually yeah what were you thinking like well life size no 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 i was thinking making a man that's what it is isn't it it's like a a mannequin is a is a small mock-up of a statue, isn't oh, it? Oh, right. No, I, th- I don't know. I don't really know what a mannequin is. Maybe that's wrong. I don't I think, think I it is. I don't no, think no, that's no, the right no, word. Yes, no, no, I think it's... Anyway, no, okay. Anyway. Anyway. And then... Could I, be wrong. You know, Shania Hells. Shania Hells. She scored loads of goals. Yeah. She's been good. But I, I'm... For your one, I mean, two, three. So you're oh, having Fran just, Bentley. Fran Bentley. No, I've got to have Lazel. Fran Bentley, Lazel Harrison. Mm-hmm. That's got to be it. Mm-hmm. I don't... I just don't know what to do. Even no. though there's a lot of other people... Like everyone's been, everyone's been amazing. It's true. Yeah. Everybody has been amazing. As we say, have yeah. played their part. Everyone's um, just, yeah, everyone's been wonderful. And it's you're been... young player of the year if you're going to go. Well, I mean, Lazelle technically is young, isn't mm. she? She's 19. She's 19. I mean, they're all really young. They are young, but like under 23. Under 23. So I can't have, mm, I don't really know now. You can just have Lazelle. I'll just have Lazelle yeah. again. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fine. And, I mean, do you do you want to share what yours are? Yeah. Well, what do like, you think? Of course. Yeah. You want to. Um, so yeah. yeah no. It's I a lot think, of crossover. I'm, yeah. I agree. I agree with you about Fran Bentley, and I was undecided actually about who the player of the season, my my vote for player of the season would be until that Southampton performance, which really just cemented it. She just was so good that day, and just made so many incredible saves and. 
um yeah we probably were a bit lucky to to win that one and um you know it was it was because of fran but also i think that london city lionesses performance okay we did win 3-1 but it could have been 3-3 if if mm. they weren't amazing saves you pulled off some fantastic saves and that penalty save at durham that saved yeah. us two points um no it didn't it saved it gave us one point it meant we didn't lose um and we dropped meant we didn't drop two points mm-hmm. um I can't do it. Didn't drop three points even. <laughs> can't can't do maths. So I think those fine margins are are huge, and yeah, just brilliant. Just so brilliant the whole the whole season. And as you say, has been just improving game upon game. And yeah, really interested to see how she does in the WSL, which is a quicker game, and maybe those um, you know kind of coming out aspects of. Um, her game will be challenged a bit, but yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, they'll all have to change, won't they, how they play. If you're playing against people who are quicker than you, you need to kind of, yeah, then you need to step it up. They'll they'll have to figure it out and they'll, they will, I think. It, may, it might not be immediate, but that's not how learning works, is it? But um, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. I definitely think they'll, they'll strategize and figure out how to play against quicker teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not think about that just yet. Um but number two got to be Vicky Bruce. She's been so brilliant all season. Just think the positioning, just how she reads the game and that distribution from defence as well. Just an unsung hero for many and probably doesn't really just goes under the radar, but oh she has been so good. And and, when... and another one who has improved throughout the whole season. I yeah. think after Christmas especially, she started like the game against Lewis, um, the one nil away game, she was outstanding and, and kind of won us that match, actually, I think, with some of her defensive play. She's just so good. Just really, really brilliant and as you say mature, experienced and and a winner. So brilliant. Um and yeah, in terms of my, my third um, I'd probably agree with you, Abby Harrison. I think, you know, she's she is amazing and she always is amazing. I think, you know, maybe her first half of the season wasn't quite as good as her second half of the season. She seemed a little bit out of sorts or was playing a slightly different role that we perhaps mm. didn't recognise. Um, she's been playing in midfield as well, hasn't she? She's played yeah. all over the place, really. She, she's just been, she's been everywhere. But I'd also, you know, kind of tying it with like Fionn Morgan as well, just because she is she's just she's just done some brilliant things just she's been the player for me who's just like kind of done plays of the season if you like yeah she's come on and changed the game that london city lionesses game i think introducing her at the start of the second half it just flipped the world of that game on its head and she was just running everywhere and she was inspired that evening and it was really really brilliant and she scored some great goals and the, the goal against southampton was just outstanding and so I'm, I'm gonna if I can have a tie between yep. even though it's difficult because she she wasn't she wasn't in she was for the whole season she was injured yeah. so I don't know I'm hoping that she can stay fit for a whole season um, next season but just have really really enjoyed she's the player that I get excited about when she comes on the pitch when I see her name on the on the team sheet I'm like yes fiance playing yeah I think so and she's the one sub that you always want to happen. Oh yeah, and I think that I think that's why she plays fewer minutes. I know she's had some injuries, but um, not starting games. I think because she's just she can just destroy people in the second half. We've had re- our fitness is really good, 
Um, and I think just, you know, Fionn Morgan coming on, uh, maybe a slight change of shape or someone moving into a different position, you know, um, I think it just, it kind of, you know, at around 60 minutes, it just kind of, it just destroys people. So I kind of get why she is kept kept back for those moments because there's not that many people that come on and you think right they're going to do something now the game's going to be different when they come on you might think oh this is a sub because someone needs to go off as opposed to this is a sub because someone needs to come on feel morgan it's always a positive mm. it's just like it's always just that yeah yeah it's, it's always a- the person that you want to come on and you know that as soon as she comes on it's something's going to happen that's why it's baffling if she ever comes on after like 60 minutes because you know give her 30 minutes she'll probably she'll probably get a goal or assist so yeah she's amazing yeah all right i like i like that i'll take yeah. that thank you thank you and yeah i'd go with naomi lazel for young player of the season because okay. i think she's and she you know if there wasn't a young player of the season award she could she could probably be like number three i don't know it's hard isn't it it's she deserves an award she's young she's young and awesome as is Brooke well, Askin. she's Aspen. already got an award because she just got a championship winner's medal one 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 big fat championship winners medal yeah again congratulations and to to everybody involved very good so um our next point is pivotal moments of a the pivotal season moment what was your what was your pivotal um we need like a sort of sound yeah feature now what was your pivotal moment of the season now um the absolute mm, mm. pivot to pivot means to turn doesn't mm-hmm. it so turn, a turning point. Yes, to turn towards... Wow, I don't know. Turning point. Perhaps this is a bit weird. Mm. Maybe the the loss. Oh, what, the Birmingham game? Yeah. Mm. How about that as a pivotal moment? Well, why? Well, because we kind of looked like we were bossing it, didn't we? The Did league. We? Yeah. Mm. We'd won first five games... I know we drew with Southampton. That was a bit of a disappointment. But losing to Birmingham at at Bristol, like at Ashton Gate, was a huge, huge, huge disappointment. And I think it was a real moment in which, wow, okay, we can lose. Because we hadn't really... I think we were saying at the start of the season, like maybe last year we'd kind of played some slightly more wow football. And this year it wasn't quite as wow but we just could win, could win in any way. And it was everybody who tried to play us got beat, apart from Southampton, but they still didn't beat us. So it was kind of, right, okay, no one's, we didn't really believe that no one was going to beat you, but it was really like, no, we are, we will win, especially at home. We'll we'll win at home. And if, if there's going to be any challenges, there might be a draw at home or we might go away and face a challenge. So to have Birmingham turn up and... They really just, they really beat us. Like we looked really bad. Mm-hmm. We looked beaten. They look. They just, yeah. They, they were too strong. They were too good. They controlled it. They did everything right. And they just, they really thought about what they were going to do. And they kind of, they looked so dangerous. And I hadn't really considered that anyone was going to. I didn't. I didn't consider that Birmingham were going to be that much of a challenge. I thought they were going to have a difficult year after their relegation, I thought they were going to really struggle. And when they came along and, and Christy Murray bossed it, I, it was terrifying. And I just thought, this is it now. And I think for them as a squad, it was also a wake-up call. So mm-hmm. I think it was a turning point because it was like the first failure 
mm. and how they reacted to that was really important. And it's really interesting that it's like Bristol and Birmingham now one two. Is it one two? Birmingham will be yep. that yeah. So yeah. Um yeah, it was I think that in terms of turning points, that was a big turn because we were just doing really well, nearly maximum points, and then Birmingham came and totally ruined the party and made everybody feel like, okay, we're gonna get beaten. And it was it looked looked a bit damaging at the time, but ultimately it was necessary. I'm glad it happened when it did, because mm. it meant that we, you know, obviously everything worked out in the end didn't it yeah absolutely so yeah. That's, that's a bit of a weird one yeah but it was the first turning point because it was a low maybe maybe the low well possibly or maybe that's Sheffield United low maybe the, maybe the Birmingham City low was a slightly bigger low it was worrying at the time because it was early on and you thought right okay it was know. it was horrible wasn't it it, it was, was like really a kind grim of turgid grim loss yeah um the complete polar opposite actually of yesterday which was obviously a very um, positive and glorious moment yeah, yeah very resoundingly positive um so yeah so that's my first mm -hmm. that's my big turning point my pivotal moment number one have you have you got a pivotal moment that you'd like to share um, with us because i've 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 written down a list oh have you of pivotal moments um well, i think obviously the coventry game yeah and i think that's just because it was the best thing ever. It was it was a really I think it was I think it was, you know, potentially a pivotal moment in terms of the squad. I think it was pivotal also in terms of, you know, hopefully cementing um the commitment of, of the fan base as well. I think, you know, really taking your audience on a journey with you that has these moments of peril and um danger and redemption. It's vital, isn't it, to really making you know making your your audience fall in love with the team and really root for the team and I think that was vital I think that's it was great and it was it, everybody loves that like a last minute winner and injury time goals that win you a game that you've been like and it was brilliant yeah, it, that was goal, it was incredible Abby Harrison's weird backwards header wasn't it well I think it was with a with a forehead was it um but it was it everything I think I'll remember that forever just because I feel like time just slowed down like Jodie Hutton just just moved the ball you know with her foot and they, nobody came to try and tackle <laughs> her she just like whipped the it best in cross, yeah. and then Abby Harrison just just popped it in with her head and it was and everybody just totally totally went wild and it was incredible it was probably one of the one of the best kind of crowd experiences you know the absolute joy you know people strangers hugging themselves people just absolutely losing it it was amazing it was it was it was absolutely brilliant like we genuinely thought we were losing that didn't we like we just thought it was like everybody was getting really really in a bad mood about it you know that's it we don't deserve it if we can't beat coventry we can't yeah it was really you know you could see like we were almost there was almost a few people like leaving not quite but like they kind of in their heads they'd gone so we're like oh you know throwing it away everyone stood with their arms folded just kind of imagining that we were just going to lose it and it was it was terrible and then first goal came back and we knew i think at that point when we got that first goal back to for the for the draw that we were going to win it and it was just oh it, you're absolutely right dm it was just yeah it went totally, totally wild the the whole place just went oh it was amazing wasn't it everyone was screaming and shouting it was just yeah there was a lot of 
it was a lot of joy so yeah that was and relief yeah. as well just absolute relief i think yeah it was it was it was nerve-wracking and yeah it's just so it's really special those those moments in football you can't you can't bottle them they are they're really really special moments we that's we take talk about once in a lifetime kind of experience probably watching this team do this this season we'll remember this for a long time and it will sustain us through harder times to come absolutely yeah um, that's a, that's one to remember isn't it it's one definitely. to remember and savor like we've got a few haven't we from you know from the olden days we've got the occasional kind of thing you just think right well i was there for that yeah. i saw that you know um uh, but it just kind of, I think, in a season that you then go on to win, and that's three points that you, you know, scraped back in the final kind of six minutes, and you think, right, those three points, you could have won it, won the whole league for us. That's just like, yeah, that's amazing. It's not just that game, is it? It's about what they mean in the context of a season. And I don't think, watching Bristol, we haven't had any games with that much on the line. Mm. Maybe the goal against Birmingham to keep us up years ago the year before we got relegated that might have been like a kind of similar moment was it like a jazz matthews pass through to salmon and then she keeps us up basically like yeah that's but this felt better but this, this was, felt better because it was, was like cause it wasn't like oh we get to struggle for another year brilliant it was like we've won it yeah like, i felt great. like we, it was possible because we refused of that game. to be defeated and exactly. we came back from yeah. from the brink and everybody loves that so um your, we have two more pivotal moments. Can okay, we? yeah, I'm gonna say beating London City at home Ugh, because that London, was my game of the season, though. Because they were right on our tails, weren't they? At that point, it was between uh, Birmingham have just done amazing since. By the way, they've just kind of almost come out of nowhere with like winning six six of the last games straight. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, but for for a little while, it was Bristol, London City. Uh, you know struggling looking like they were going to be one of those teams were going to make it um so at that moment that london city felt like our truest rivals and if we beat them it felt like we could do it and it was going to increase a gap for us at the top i think so it wasn't it was a kind of it had so much on the line if they'd have won it it would have meant a lot a lot for us and it kept it? on getting delayed didn't it there was that, that whole was like it. drama yeah, yeah, it kept yeah. on getting delayed because of so the pitch being like frozen was it, frozen? The, was it the queen's death even the queen's death no like, well the queen's death be arranged that was the Lewis. one at their place yeah. oh, no, oh right the one at theirs right yeah so it's just like there were loads of things weren't there so like actually we'd both like london and bristol had both been having excellent seasons but had not met one another until really late on because we didn't yeah, well, that, that was, was the, that first, was the time. first time we we played them, and that was I don't know when that was. That was only like February. March or something, was it February? Yeah, yeah. So, so it had a lot resting on it, and it felt really, really, really important. And they were kind of, you know, we'd been beaten by Birmingham, who were really good, but we we got back some form, and we felt really good. We looked really strong, um, but this was probably what we would say was the biggest test mm. of a team that were like they look good as well. Oh, they were fantastic in the first 40 when, minutes. When they came, they were just like the best championships team that we've seen. For 40 minutes. Yeah. In the first half. And then we just and then, we just beat them. And then we did it. Yeah. And I felt that game actually was the first game this season where I felt it's like everybody turned it up right to the red. You know, they were just, it was, it was, everything was amplified. Everyone was like 140% playing out of their skins. It was it was an astonishing performance and it, the football was fantastic. It was such a good game of football. It's probably probably one of my favourite games of football I've seen 
Bristol City ever play. It was really, really good. It was it was one of the best games of football I've ever seen live. It was fantastic. The For quality, a live game, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Amazing. And it obviously was so we won. Wasn't it? It was, it was so aggressive. Everybody, you know, Emily Sign was doing this amazing like defensive work in midfield and just yeah. And and say Phil Morgan came on at half time. I feel like she just flipped it and it was it was brilliant. Grace Clinton actually I think probably had the game of her Bristol City season that game she was absolutely outstanding that game and Vicky Bruce was outstanding everybody was outstanding it was brilliant it was oh it was such a good game to be there it was a Grace Clinton game wasn't it because it was like as Lauren Smith would say it was transitional it was transitional but it was really physical and I feel like something Grace Clinton does is like she presses and she nags and she bullies people and she uses her elbows and she kicks people and she's annoying and she's aggressive and like that is the entire London City team Mm -hmm. they're really they're all those things as well as being really really good footballers and they turned up and like Grace Clinton kind of matched them Mm-hmm. And, and and I feel like, yeah, they were really excellent and we matched them in the first half to make it a really good contest. And then we just left. Fionn Morgan came on. That was it. I don't know who else came on. I think it was just Fionn, wasn't it, at halftime? Mm-hmm. And then that was it. And I think coming back from injury as well, um, but just, yeah, because she'd been injured all that time and she'd been, you know, we're like, I think we, at that Man City game, actually, at Ashton Gate, when we when we lost horrifically, I, think I said to Fionn, when are you coming back, Fionn? She was like, next week. <laughs> so that's a terrible impression of her. Um, it's not even an impression of how she speaks, just a Welsh accent. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic to see her back on the pitch. So that was great and a brilliant game. So one one more pivotal, pivotal game, just because we don't want to be here forever. Um... 5-0 Sunderland. 5-0, okay. Yeah. Because it was the biggest win. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like, right, okay. Because of the 5-0, I think the 4-0 could happen. That's that's why that's why I think it's pivotal. It kind of opened up the end of season opportunity to absolutely smash, smash someone. Yeah. And and if, if we hadn't have won 5-0 at Sunderland maybe yesterday wouldn't have been such a goal fest and so comfortable. I feel like once we did the 5-0, everyone was kind of like, we can totally beat people who were good. Sunderland are good. Mm-hmm. Sunderland are like, yeah, everyone's good in the championship. <laughs> like, it's not like, yeah. Particularly at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're dangerous, aren't they? And they can kind of, they can defend. They and can, they can defend and, and they we, can frustrate. Like, yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't have been surprised if it was like 1-0 at Sunderland, but it wasn't. It was five. We, we, really, we were really good. It was really fun to watch. And then, yeah, I think that kind of opened the door. It was the biggest win, and yeah, I, it was yeah. I'm yeah. Maybe I should have chosen yesterday. No, no, no. It well, was, it was it was probably it was, arguably it was, more pivotal. It pivoted. It pivoted. Certainly pivoted towards the WSL, yeah, which absolutely. is um, is kind of where we're going to be turning our attention to um, right now. So it's very. It's obviously a very celebratory time. We've talked about how Lauren Smith has not just built um, a squad, she's built a team. Everybody there looks like they they love being at Bristol City. They want to they they want to be here forever. They want this moment to last forever. Um, often in women's football, there is a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me about the players that you particularly would um, that you hope? will stick around for next season yeah well um it's hard to know exactly isn't it like you said like there's a lot of players at the moment who'll just be imminently out of contract 
which is a horrible thought. Can you imagine winning uh, a league and then not knowing if you're even going to have the opportunity to continue playing in that wonderful team the next season. Like, yeah. I think that's, that's an, that's and an if awful that is thought. the case, you have to applaud the professionalism and commitment I think it's of all incredible the players. that the way I think jazz Bull even said it, we've just listened to, to an interview with, with jazz Bull, And I think it's incredible for a young person to be able to say, um, it doesn't really matter what happens next. You know, you've been part of something really amazing and you can, you need to live in the moment and, and focus on that thing that you're doing and that you're being a part of. And I thought, I yeah, what an amazingly yeah professional attitude that you're doing something. The championship, winning the championship, is a project in itself, and and how you cannot really look beyond it, just get to that point and then see what happens next. I think that's an incredible thing to do, and and something that yeah, how amazing that that, that you've all managed to do that because the focus has been obviously we've lost some games. But we've we've won the championship. Well, we've and won, it's we've won it over the over the you know the marathon, not the sprint. We've yeah, won absolutely. it, and how the, the season's been managed as well. I think it's it's been exemplary. Like we talked about Lauren Smith, how amazing she is. But just the the management of the squad and the 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 dealing with each problem on its own terms and finding solutions on the whole, you know. 85 90% of the time mm. is it's really impressive and keeping everybody on board keeping everybody on side and motivating them and f- everybody feeling you know that they're pulling in the same direction is really brilliant you know it's it's so impressive you know well done yeah um, but in so- terms of who so we've got three players with us currently who are who's on loan and um, we've got Rachel Furness and um, Grace Clinton and Gracie Pierce so those three are on loan what often happens is loan players go back to their parent clubs. However, oh, no, actually, Furness isn't on loan. She's been released from her contract, isn't she? She so she's a, like she's on she's she's, she's uh, we just we just she's just on a short term contract, right? Okay, so she's on like a half season. Just, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So you know, if the, those two players who are kind of um, you know uh, being released from WSL parent clubs, I wouldn't be surprised if they went back. I'd love it if they stayed. Mm-hmm. I think Grace Clinton is really seems to like it here. Seems to be really happy, and I think kind of we um, could do with her next year. To be she'd fair, she'd play as well. Oh, yeah. She she'd play, and she's obviously being well coached because she looks really good and she steps up in big games. I think she just she's got that kind of. Yeah. I think she's got that kind of WSL head where she's just like, no, I can, I can take big teams and I can I can do things. I just think she's got that kind of, kind of uh, personality where she looks like she can beat people. Um, so yeah, I'd love yeah, I'd love it if those two stayed. Yeah, I'd love it if Fernie stayed as well because I think she's been amazing. She was so brilliant yesterday. She was she outstanding. was absolutely amazing. I think like we probably just brought her in for that moment. Mm. Like Rachel Furness, can you just hold our hand <laughs> and take us to the moment to the game where we could win it? Like that's exactly what she was there for, wasn't it? Just like being like. I did this last year. <laughs> it's so weird how she did it last year mm. at Ashton Gate with Liverpool and then came along and, and did it with us. That's just like, it's an amazing thing to do. Um, so yeah, maybe she'll just go to another championship club. And do it. And do she'll it again. She'll go to Birmingham next season. <laughs> and just win it again. Yeah. Or Southampton. Yeah. Um, um, well, hopefully she'll stay. I mean, I'd I think really she's... like her to stay. I think she's fantastic. Yeah. yeah she and just... she's clearly not at the end of well she is at the end of her playing career but she's there's clearly some juice left in that she tank. does not look like someone who you're thinking about retiring no does she she doesn't she look, really doesn't no she doesn't look like it at all she just kind she of exudes class presence power 
Yeah, and skill. she looks like fit enough as well. Yeah. She can play 90 minutes for us. Yeah, she's She has she's done. Great. Yeah, no, she's amazing. So I hope she stays. Obviously, anyone who's on a short-term contract at the moment, like, I don't know what the kind of Vicky Bruce situation is, but we can't be letting her go. We, we can't. No, she'll be... She's got to stay. So, Hopefully you know, she stays. Yeah. Um, Prayers. <laughs> yeah, and I... I mean, it's a cop-out. I don't want any of them to go anywhere. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, how how could you, you know... And also, like, the, the young'uns. Like, we've got to put a ring on it. we got to kind of... Mm. I mean, I'm, you know, Brooke. Brooke's too... She's still too... Well, she's 18 in July, I think. And right. So, hopefully... I really, really hope that Brooke and Naomi Lazelle stay and, you know, are at the heart of our defence over the next year. I can see Brooke Aspin, you know, quite frankly, going and being the best player in the world at some point. <laughs> or at least, you know, she could she could, she could, could play centre-half for England seniors. Probably. She could go to the World Cup if she wanted to right now. She'd be on the plane, I expect. Um, she's she's amazing. Yeah. She could just do anything. But I hope that she stays at Bristol, particularly after the season that she's had when it's obviously been very, very, you know, completely traumatic. And it's amazing that she's come back. And she's just just such a brilliant human and football player and just amazing. I mean, what a gift to have seen Brooke Aspin play football um, for a team that we support. Outstanding. And just hope that, that they can stick around. And, you know, all the other... Um, other players that that we've got, um, <laughs> all the other players we've got, and hoping Mustaki also stays. I think you know. I think yeah, we kind of maybe think about like the international players. Yeah, that kind of just just stay. I think mm. you know, like mm. yeah, just yeah, keep Mustaki. She was missed actually because I feel like we had a bit of a. I feel like we went for a bit of a rough patch when she wasn't around. Yeah, she's really she's solid. Just very she's very really... good. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, Mustaki want her to stay. Yeah, we want yeah. Um, I just, I just want them all to stay. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Obviously, the the two Man City games were moments where we realised that we're not yet good enough to win the WSL, mm. or to even really like we didn't even really give them a game, did we? It wasn't like oh two nil, that's fine. It was we got thoroughly beaten twice. So admittedly, they were not our. There maybe wasn't what we were focusing on mm. so you can kind of understand how maybe it felt a bit different i do yeah i do feel like the league was hugely important and other things were not you always want to win every game but i do feel like the league was like no that's where it, that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna like make the most impact that's what we've got to do really really properly um but yeah we've we've got to bring in people we've got to basically keep that entire squad and bring in a few a few people like maybe three or four people who are more like you know the kind of more like the Rachel Furnace kind of people who can play and have played in the WSL and are either looking to play more so looking for a not like the elite elite club looking for a kind of young pretender club where they might play more or we need more people like kind of the Grace Clinton who are, you know, have WSL parent clubs, obviously got loads of talent, want to be coached well and want to play more. So those are like the two ends of the, of the spectrum really. Um, and yeah, I don't know who knows. There might be another kind of Ebony Salmon out there. 
I'm sure there is. You know, I'm sure there's, there's always sat on the benches at mm. a club like Man United, um, wondering when the chance is going to come. And then, you know, as a really young player comes to a club like Bristol just to kind of see what they can do. And I think, you know, there ha- there have to be players in the WSL like that who are young and value themselves enough to say, do you know what, I, I don't need to just be it. You know, I don't need to sit on the bench at Chelsea. I could go and make a name for myself. You know, because that's what I admired about Ebony Salmon, the fact that she left a really, you know, she left a big club to come to Bristol and just kind of... Yeah. Killed it. Yeah, and, she did. And, and made we a were name shocking for herself. at the time, to be fair. We were, we? we were terrible. And she was, <laughs> she was our shining light. She was amazing. She was the best thing about us by far. And, yeah... Absolutely incredible player. An amazing player. Come back. Um, yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I, well, she's doing quite well in America, isn't she? So so if you were to have one player from mm. a championship club, is it out of all the players that you've seen this season mm. and play against Bristol, who, yeah. would you, who would you have? It's really difficult. So I was looking at the London City squad and it turns out I actually can't pick one. They're, they're mu- there are some of their, greater than some of their parts, London City. I'm not entirely convinced they have a standout player. Although it would sound really cool having Atlanta Primus in our team. That's Absolutely. a cool name, right? Yeah. It's a great name. But I think London City, they're, they're a bit of a weird one. They're mm-hmm. not like, I don't think necessarily if you took one out, it would be, yeah, I think they're kind of, they're a bit of a special team. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of made it work. So I'm either thinking Christy Murray. Oh, no way. Because <laughs> she was just horrible. Yeah. She's the person who I've disliked the most. When she I used watched to play, play for Bristol, though. She's fine. That's fine. I'll yeah, take it. Years ago. Because she just, she was a little destroyer. And she, she, she was, yeah, I think that's it. Like, you've got to pick someone who, at the end of the game, you kind of hate. And Christy Murray is probably that player. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with her or Southampton. No, oh, that was oh, my oh, one. No, do it, do it, do it. Go on. That's going to be my one. Go on. Um, even though we've kind of got strength and depth in this position, Millie Mott. Yeah. Really good player. She's amazing. She's really, really but I good. But I didn't hate her at the end of the game. I just thought, no, like, no. you're excellent. She's not She's, she's like, not hateable. I reckon you could play her. She's she's kind of a... She's what she is. She's a right back, isn't she? I think you could... She's she could like, be a... She, she could, could be do a, anything. The defensive, mid base of the defensive midfield type player. Really good footballer. I she's would like, go after her, like... And turn her into Kira you know. Walsh. Um yeah, Basically, she's really good. Yeah, she yeah. is really, really good. So yeah. I, I, every time I've watched her play, I thought you are, you are. Dead she's good. standout good, isn't she's she? She's really it good. Helps that she's got like this mop of ginger hair, so yeah. you can actually tell her apart from but everybody else. She, she does, but she, she always, she's really good at defending, and she's really good, very dangerous going forward. So I think, yeah, she'd be a really interesting player to to have in the team. So, out of all, so sorry, Southampton fans. Um, <laughs> we want your, we want your best young player. Um, but that's that's who I'd, I'd. Um, that's who I think we should we should go after. <laughs> um, in but terms also, of, I was thinking of their their centre forward, um, Casey Wilkinson. Wilkinson. She, she mm-hmm. she's been injured a lot, hasn't she? She has been injured, yeah. And she came back um, recently and um, scored against London City. Yeah, yeah. I thought she looked really good because she was at um, Coventry Coventry last year. It was it was amazing. Moved to Southampton, did really well. I thought she was really impressive. So she's someone who I think maybe hasn't, like one of those weird players that just whatever level you put them at, they probably just, just maybe, just get on with it and look look like they could do it. So yeah, I think yeah, I I admired her 
over two seasons for different clubs and I think that's quite that means you must be quite special if you can kind of like if you've done it for two different clubs and you look really good mm-hmm. and then Mel Johnson Mel Johnson <laughs> I well, love Mel Johnson <laughs> oh you wouldn't have her in the in the WSL though would you oh, not necessarily I don't know she, she does drift around oh she just I just love watching her though she's one of my favorite players I've watched ever I just love watching her just sort of floats just drift she? about just drifts oh, it's wonderful menacingly anyway yeah um, so well, who did I order Christy Murray I think <laughs> Christy Murray it's I a ordered, weird one I isn't ordered. it I wasn't expecting that yeah. I was just thinking was about her quite well. a lot the other day goodness <laughs> well, we're seeing her on Sunday potentially I although know. she might be but injured she, uh, she didn't play the Birmingham game oh well the last well, one um, the last one I watched on TV you might see her on on the sidelines and you can tell her I'd like to see her on the women's championship show uh, well, like, <laughs> like Martha, um, yeah, Harris, Martha Harris asking <laughs> out. Um, who was it, Rosie or the other one? No um, idea. The yeah. one on the left. The one on the left. Um, I wonder if she took her up on it. Um, it was quite heartfelt um, invitation to to going out for a dinner somewhere. Um, so and finally, because mm. um, we have been here for an over an hour, which Ooh. you know, fair play to you if, if you you're if you're still listening to this wow. and you haven't killed over and died. Um, of boredom one player from uh, the WSL who would you have mm. we've talked about this a lot haven't we we have talked about it a little bit yeah mm. I still don't know I mean Beth England <laughs> <laughs> do you mean someone like realistic I do mean someone realistic oh because that's like less I'd love Beth England come, to, come Beth England please come who do I want? Come and be our number one. Realistically, it's Rachel Rowe. I'd love it. Rachel Rowe, come to Bristol, Rachel Rowe. Do it. That's You're it, like, no. it's Rachel Furness, but it's Rachel Rowe. It's Rachel Furness. If we Furness, had Rachel Furness Rachel... and Rachel Rowe, it would <laughs> yeah, be amazing. Like, exactly. It would be so cool to have. And she's Rachel. cool. It would be, I just love it. She scores worldies. She, score, she scores worldie match winners yeah. in the dying moments. Yeah. She scores worldies. Um, she can play anywhere in midfield, including doing a very good job in like a deeper lying. And she's versatile enough to play in like bottom of a kind of diamond up top. And just, I think, yeah, she plays, she can play a couple of positions that are quite hard to play in, I think. And she can do it very well. She's coming towards maybe the end of her career. So she might be one of those people that like, oh, Maybe I could go somewhere else and get a bit more playing time. It's closer to Wales. It's closer to Wales. Exactly. She'd be with all the other Welshies. Well, she's with some Welshies at the moment. But she could just have some different Welshies. Different Welsh Welsh crew. Come, come Rachel Rowe. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I'm wondering if the likes of like Katie Robinson and, you know, Aggie Beaver-Jones might be tempted to come back into the fold. People who've played at Bristol before. Obviously, Katie Robinson's basically lives in Nailsy, from what I understand. Um, (laughs) That's where Fran Bentley lives, isn't it? Sorry, I shouldn't say put this on the on the podcast. <laughs> she lives in She's got a flat in Nilsie. <laughs> oh, that's Mr. That's... Bentley told us. Right, okay. Um, so she lives in Nailsie. So obviously, yeah, Katie Robinson, come on back. Oh, sure, no, she's I, doing I, great I'm sure though, Fran isn't she? Bentley absolutely horrified that we said that. So. Well, we, we can edit it out. That's the glory of you being the editor. No You're edit. not going to, though, are no you? No edit podcast. Um, it's yeah. like a no-bake cake. Yeah. Pop it in the microwave. We just, I don't know I what don't, you do. You put it in the fridge. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So like past hits. 
Aggie yeah. Beaver Jones was a good hit last year, wasn't she? Yeah, She's she still come. out on loan in a. She could come back. Yeah. Okay. All right. And but they've got you know reasons to come back, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. All right. I they like loved your it ideas. here. They loved. They loved it here. Yeah. You know, we could we could we could do with a with a a, a goal scoring winger pace. Yep. Pace and power, and um, some nice little tricks in the case of Aggie Beaver Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them. Yeah. So yep. maybe. But who you know? I'm sure whoever they they're all doing their their magic on the the recruitment side because it's been very very good so far. They know what they want. They've got a very clear vision. They they've obviously got fantastic researchers, data analysts. Have no idea how they do it. Be fascinating to. Also, you know, we might not need to buy anyone t- next year. Might be the year of the wee man. <laughs> the wee man, absolutely. <laughs> Tiana Tizer and Abby Harrison oh, just link up. Like, that looks like it could be a thing. That it could be the most. Can you imagine? We she man. looked really happy when she came on at Ashton Gate, didn't she? She was really tricksy as well. Oh, she loves it. Yeah, that would be amazing. Wouldn't, wouldn't, it? wouldn't that be brilliant if she kind of like they link up so well? They do. If they got a little bit more game time together, and you like, yeah, it see. looks symbiotic. Yeah, it's, it's just the, one of those like, oh, that's clicky. That's just like, yeah, it's the um, you know, the mentor and. The mentee, the mentee, the the apprentice, and the sorcerer. That's what it's. That's what it looks like when you see them on the football pitch, isn't it? It's glorious. It's brilliant, and yeah, yeah it's really exciting. So hopefully, that can can happen, and whatever happens, you know, it will be it will be an adventure, and it will be an interesting another interesting chapter in the history of Bristol City women. It'll be another interesting chapter in the history of women's football, and it's exponential growth as we we surge into the um the next quarter well we turn towards the next quarter of the 21st century <laughs> oh dear okay so i think we need to it's time to leave have another peppermint tea absolutely um another another strong peppermint tea for me thanks natalie i'll get the kettle on now and um, um thank you very much for listening uh, and you know congratulations again if you got to the end um who knows what will happen with the Bristol City Vixen cast? We are very, very episodic in our episodes. Flexible, flex, <laughs> flexible podcast making. What yeah. more can you want? I think you know we're we're so, yeah, fluid. We're, f- we're forward thinking, really. We're transitional. We're transitional. Yeah, and we will hopefully be back at some point in the future, but can't <laughs> can't make any promises. So. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for listening and Bristol City fans enjoy it get your season ticket come and have a sing song get your Glory Esther fan get your Natasha Beddingfield get your whatever on the on the Spotify playlist and just have a have a have a wiggle (laughs) I've been DM Withers I've been Nat Brown goodbye